This is Mango Masala, the South Asian show. My name is Gerns. I'm joined here by Halima. Hi, guys. Sorry, I was just trying to get comfortable on my chair. It's all right. I'm trying to get comfortable as well, you know, because I'm realising the way the camera is. Why, so, why is your chair so high all of a sudden? And I've got a dress and I'm trying to protect my decency. <laughs> That's not very much like you. Haha. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Am I, am I wrong, though? I'm just not going to respond to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. I deserve my dignity and my honour. Mm. Anyways, how have you been? I've been alright, you know, I'm just going to go move that. But you tell us, how's your day been so far? And what's your excuse for being slightly late? Go on, tell us that. ADHD. Sorry, guys. Right, you can't use that as an excuse every single time. I I just, you know what it is? Like, no matter how hard I try, I can never really, I could just never be on time. Like, even when I'm on time, even if I give myself heaps of time, somehow I'll, I'll just always be late. Yeah, but why don't you just actually aim to come for half past and then you'll actually come at, at four o'clock i could could that and that's what i do and even when i do that i just i i it will still be late like i've, I've been like this my whole life and it has been a, a quite a big tug of war you know like what can i do how do i change and i think at this point in my life i've just succumbed to who i am do you know what i mean and all my, all my friends know it all my friends expect expect it and they're just they know it's nothing personal, it's just me. Well, yeah, I mean, I've come to expect it. That's why, yeah. if you've noticed here on Manga Masala, we always start off with a load of music because it's like, you know what, I'm going to stand up. Um, we always start off with a load of music because... Well, I'm going to sit down. You sit down then, that's fine. I'm going to speak, talk down to you. Oh, my sit God. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, you know what? I didn't do anything today. It's my friend's birthday meal after this. So I got, like, I woke up and then I took my time getting ready. Um, and that's it. That's literally all I did. I woke up late. My sleeping pattern is, is is a mess right now. It's really bad. Like I'm on Ramadan sleeping pattern. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Fair. It's Ramadan. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's Ramadan. Yeah, Have some that mercy. one. We'll Have allow. We'll mercy. allow that. Have some mercy. But you know what? I want to start doing. What? Like you know, there's like swear jars. We need to Carlos, make you're something. Bankrupt me. Yeah. Well, I thought. Oh, first of all, that swear jar, and then I was like, you know what? We can be more creative with this. So what, You're gonna bankrupt me, Carlos. No, I'm what I'm saying it doesn't have to oh, be a swear okay. jar. So what are we gonna do instead? Like subject you to? I'm watch not gonna you. give you any kind of ideas. Mm. Nothing. Anyone who's listening who has any ideas on the best way to punish me, torture I, I don't want to say punish because that's like. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is because like. <sighs> Sorry. Right, we'll we'll come back to that, but. In general, how are you feeling? Like, obviously, this is the last weekend before the end of Ramadan. I know. How, it might how... be the last fast today, actually. We don't know. So, it depends on the moon sighting tonight. Either it might be tomorrow or it might be a Monday. It's most likely going to be a Monday, but there's a possibility it might be t- tomorrow. Interesting. So, there's a possibility that tonight is, today is the last fast, actually. So, how has the past month been for you, like, as it's, a whole? It's gone so fast. Like... It's just gone ridiculously fast. I know people always say like time just runs, but this this year has gone like r- insanely fast. And I feel like I don't know. I, I personally I have found it like a bit difficult getting into like the Ramadan. People who aren't Muslim and who don't like observe Ramadan won't really understand. But like one thing Muslims love about Ramadan is like the Ramadan vibes. Like it's just a very unique, like a special kind of like 
feeling and sentiment that you only get during Ramadan, right? Like all of a sudden you're eating at the dinner table together where you never ever ever eat at the dinner table together. Like just just those kind of things. You're praying together, you're you know eating together, cooking together, all those things. Um, and you, it's just obviously a time of like spiritual closeness with God and all of these things. This year it's a bit of a like not a happy subject but like this year I haven't like it's not that positive but this year I don't know I haven't really felt the Ramadan vibe as much hmm. I don't know why I don't know why maybe it's just me and like do you feel that it's maybe the past the past um, two years yeah I think it Ramadan has happened at a time where we've at least been on some kind of sort of lockdown therefore you're automatically spending more time yeah. whereas this time it's like it's sort of back, to normal, back to normal yeah so. yeah yeah you might might be right actually because like the first ramadan that we had in lockdown ramadan 2020 best ramadan it was sick mm. like and it's universal like every everyone says it every muslim will be like oh my god yeah ramadan 2020 lit um this year yeah i don't know i don't know why i just really struggle i think also it's like my first ramadan like working like a professional job like mm. a nine-to-five job so i don't wake up for like suhoor which is like again another another like you know a significant part of ramadan so if it was would you prefer it like in a hypothetical situation if like the working calendar like say you had less holiday days throughout the rest of the year but they automatically gave you like ramadan off no absolutely you not no. absolutely not i need the holiday days to actually go on holiday mm. um but yeah with with um and also like you're supposed to like this is part of ramadan like this is part of like what like the the duties that god like puts onto you he's like the whole point of it is that you you can't you're not supposed to cut corners you are supposed to live your like your everyday life otherwise you're not really feeling the the kind of the, the sacrifices that you're making mm-hmm. um so it's not supposed to be easy it's not supposed to be like yeah let's let's make accommodations um mm. maybe i don't know maybe it's just an adjustment year for me maybe it's just an adjustment year but nevertheless like i, I you know alhamdulillah have been lucky to see another ramadan um very special so yeah yeah until next year god willing nice and also at least in this eid i think is going to be the first one without any sort of restrictions right so i think so yeah is it yeah because i think even last eid like because we went with pi radio and we went like to curry mile and it was absolutely heaven but i don't think it was it was supposed to be are we doing anything like that this year i haven't brought it up but i don't know the thing is for the second eid because this i'd like to i'd like to do it for the second eid because yeah um because that's the thing i want to i i don't like obviously i enjoyed doing it last time but i'm very much i'm there as someone who's not muslim and i really yeah. would like you to be there yeah but i'm like obviously you're spending it with your family sort of thing so. next next the the big well we call it the big eat so the second eat in like two months time mm-hmm. let's do it yeah mango masala on the streets of wimmy road yeah stay we'll tuned for well. us stay tuned nice well getting on to the topic of conversation for <laughs> um today Elon Musk, right? And I think I already know the way that your what your thoughts are going to be on it. But just to contextualise for everyone at home, Elon Musk is the owner of many things. Main, yeah. His main thing is Tesla, of the car company. Um, he's definitely he's a billionaire, right? Uh, he's 
He's one, of the, one of the richest people in the world, if not the richest. Yeah, and what I think is that like Jeff Bezos, and then yeah, and then Elon Musk or he, he's, he's, top he's five at least. Yeah, he is very, very, very rich. Um, yeah, and rich. He, yeah, we'll get on to that. But like, <laughs> and um, he's done a number of things over the past couple of years that have attracted media attention. For example, name trying to name his baby something that i, I they still, did didn't they well they tried but you actually like legally couldn't so i think they ended up going for something that was it was along the same lines but it wasn't like all the all the things that they wanted to call it um and then what else has he done he's just like a bit of a troll like on twitter and stuff isn't yeah he, like, he's he just... likes to kind of do wade into things and yeah that sort of yeah it'd be a bit troll yeah and now um lo and behold he has bought Twitter, or is in the process of buying Twitter for $44 billion, yeah. right? I don't know who owned it. For some reason, the, some guy called Jack on Twitter, he, he, I think, yeah, he used to own I think it. Yeah, but no, I think he was a creator. Yeah. I think he yeah. created it, and he's owned it since. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and he's now sold it to Elon Musk for a, a ridiculous yeah. $44 billion. So, first of all, 44 billion and this is the thing because i was reading up about it and people are a bit confused as to why he's gone for twitter because it's actually not as influential a tool as facebook and instagram apparently um so people would have expected him to go for that but then i think that also makes you think like if twitter is valued at 44 billion and facebook and instagram are supposedly more than how much are they worth like it's scary it's actually scary like Mm. like you know what you know so like a lot of people um that have had criticisms about this they've come forward and they've said that elon musk had an exchange with i cannot remember what organization it was i'll I'll have a Mm. look um i i w f i m f yeah it was something it was about basically it was about one of the like world authorities um about ending world hunger basically like he'd come out and he'd said someone show me a plan of how to end world hunger and i'll fund it right yeah and they did that they came forward and they literally gave him like a deployment plan and uh, he didn't fund it (laughs) but then like he spent 44 billion on yeah um twitter which which i think actually is less than the amount that you would have needed to end world hunger yeah i think at first the figure six billion came out that was in my head as well yeah but i don't i think they came back i'm like okay actually it's gonna be a bit more but still yeah but i mean like six to 44 yeah if your like initial guess six, is six seven times like do you know what i mean yeah. if your initial guess is six you're not gonna 44 i'm sure will accommodate for that see so how do you feel about like rich people obviously we've spoken about we've spoken we've spoken about i i I agree with you in terms of i don't think anyone needs to be that rich like literally what is the point it's not even about need like they shouldn't they just Mm. should not be that rich like you can't be a billionaire without holding wealth well how but this is the thing how do we obviously we know that he is hoarding wealth at least to some extent because he's still in the position that he's in but how do you feel about people who have money Mm. and then i feel like i was thinking about this earlier Mm. we're obviously constantly critiquing them saying that why are they not donating money to this what that etc but how do we know that they're not like because uh, this is the thing I, re- I was reading about this and then elon musk said that he doesn't like to be vocal about when he's donating things maybe because he doesn't want to be like what's it called 
like draw attention towards and be like oh i'm doing this i'm doing that like how do you think about people that i think that that is that is bs like Mm. i think you're a celebrity you'll share absolutely because it's a very popular line it's a very common line it's not it's not only elon musk everyone every celebrity when they're called out on something will be like well you don't know what i'm doing behind the scenes and it's like what so you share everything you'll share what you ate for dinner Mm. you'll share what your pyjamas look like you'll share the soap that you use to wash your face in the morning but you won't share what charity endeavours you're a patron of you mm. know like that doesn't how, how is that why is that suddenly the one in one kind of aspect of your life that you're hush hush about mm. secondly cool like you they might actually be doing it they might be but they're not doing enough if you're still a billionaire you are not doing enough because there is no feasible or ethical moral reason why you need to have billions of of whatever currency of money like you know when you say the figure 44 billion i don't that doesn't even register in my head like i can't it it doesn't register you don't really comprehend like i i think when i think of 44 billion i'm thinking of 44 million which even in itself is a ridiculous amount of money but then when you think about that like how many zeros that is and how many like you know what what, there's hang on there's this thing of like how long it takes you to make a billion dollars what working on like a standard wage sort of thing I think so yeah there was I can't remember it was it was it was years basically like yeah but oh there you go oh my god if it would if you saved a hundred dollars every day it would take you which even in itself saving a hundred dollars or pounds a day like not many people have the ability to be able to do that I can't remember what the figure was basically it was like if you save x amount of money a day like this is all hypothetically if you save x amount of money a day to make a million um i think it's like a matter of like a few years two or something years no not even that months no not months a few years yeah because it's, it's a long yeah. time yeah a few yeah. years few years and then if you wanted to make a billion it would take something like 44 years not 44 i think i said 44 because it's 44 billion yeah. 30 something yeah basically i can't don't hold me it, it, i can't remember ex- the figure it's it exponential was, it was ridiculous like, it was stupid yeah. it was stupid like the difference yeah. and i think that's one thing a lot of people don't actually grasp like the difference between a million and a billion yeah and how million how many million like a million i think we can kind of generally grasp right like how big a million is I don't think people grasp how many millions there are in a billion mm. and then times that by 44. Oh, yeah. It's, it's an unimaginable <laughs> amount of money, as in, like, it would take you centuries to count to 44 billion. If you sat now and started counting 44 billion, it would take you yeah. a very stupidly long time, as in, like, you wouldn't be able to do it in your lifetime. So we're only really able to comprehend his wealth because we have computers then right right like yeah because like you wouldn't yeah say in the olden days when people had to use, had to use count. counts yeah. they wouldn't be able to do no, that no i mean yeah. absolutely not and that's why like you didn't have wealth like that do you know what mm. i mean like it was it's 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 a it's just inhumane it's just it's just i always say listen there's this one quote in the bible you know king jesus said that king jesus it is it is <laughs> it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a wealthy man to pass through the like gates of heaven 
Interesting. I ask God, don't make me wealthy. Like, I actually ask God, don't make me wealthy, bro, because I don't. I think wealth is a disease, and like I don't know in the human condition if we're like actually built to withstand. Mm. Ha- like having access to wealth and and not 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 going there. Yeah, I just want to be comfortable. Yeah, everyone should like, be. Everyone deserves to be comfortable. Everyone deserves to be like ha- be able to afford things that fulfill them. Yeah, right? a certain amount of luxury. Right. Like, yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. Forty-four yeah. billion for an app. It's all, it's all bloody Look, fake. This is anyway, the, this is the thing. It's not even right? real. So I <laughs> oh know, like, when you think about the amount of stuff that is on Twitter. It's just, it's just like, fake. Like, if you um, if you're lucky enough to follow Halima's uh, Twitter account, you'll At know. Yeah, you'll know that. Um, it's just nonsense. I mean, to be fair, that I, I'd pay for that. Would you? <laughs> um, but, I might start privatizing and. Well, I this is the thing. Her. Like, he's. <clears throat> people are a bit like is this the end of twitter because he is yeah he might end up pri- trust him yeah I, I don't i personally yeah, if he if he um if he was to privatize twitter i don't think i would i wouldn't pay to continue using twitter let's i wouldn't pay i wouldn't pay to continue using any, any guys i've been off of nearly six yeah. months now i definitely will not yeah. i don't need it but having said that twitter is my favorite social media that's the thing because uh, there's something about it that just you, I love sh- it. you shouldn't but you're just able to just kind of yeah I love verbal it. Verbal diarrhea. Yeah, sort of I love. Thing, to, like. I love, and like for me, obviously, like because it's such a. It's not like Instagram. You know, your Instagram. You don't get to choose your Instagram feed because of the amount of ads and like sponsors and mm. or sponsored posts and all of that. Like I don't. When I was like, been a while now since I've been on Instagram, but like. It, it, it had also been a while that I was on it where I wasn't even seeing people that I follow do you know what I mean like it doesn't matter yeah. like you can't curate your feed whereas with Twitter you can really curate your feed and I've curated my feed to really kind of things that are really interesting to me you know like yeah. I, I would learn a lot like almost all my news like that's why I'm so in the dark these <laughs> days because I don't I'm not on Twitter right now like almost all my news comes from Twitter a lot of like political discourse and a lot of like kind of learn political learning as well I do on Twitter um, just jokes like do you know what mm. I mean like cultural things um I, I I enjoy on Twitter so I think this is that this whole discussion surrounding his wealth and everything though that's only one aspect of it I think the other thing that I wanted to talk about though was his reasoning for wanting to actually um purchase Twitter which <coughs> is to do with his supposed defense of quote free Free speech speech, unquote which so i think first of all we're gonna go into a bit more like what free speech actually is and Mm. why not everything falls under the um, um, free speech yeah exactly but i did come across a very interesting um thread on on twitter which is by at joshua um Potash, mm-hmm. and it's basically a low. It's basically a load of examples which would suggest that Elon Musk actually isn't that fond of free, free speech. speech. So a few examples. Um, once there were those twelve boys that were trapped in a mine in Thailand a few oh, yeah, yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think they really. all survived. Actually, I think I hope they did. <laughs> but um, basically. I think Elon Musk actually tried or did try to do something to help them and, it, and, and I think it failed. Right. Um, and then the, the person that actually ended up helping save them called Elon Musk's attempt a PR stunt right. to which um, Elon Musk replied back with um, a bit of a derogatory slur, which I don't think I'm allowed. It, it's, it's not like 
that that bad, but like I don't think I could say it on radio. Okay, which one? Were? That one. Right. Yeah, okay, which yeah. is a bit like obviously. I think if, if we if we use that example, he would be like, oh yeah, it's my free speech to be able to reply to that. Yeah. Well, that's that's him getting annoyed at someone else yeah. using their free speech uh-huh. to give their Criticize opinion. Him, yeah. And all the other examples are basically um, allegations of people. Um, employees or critiques of tesla who have somehow ended up getting fired or censored because they're critiquing tesla and it's a bit like well if you are so for free speech then why are you allegedly actually going so far to prevent (laughs) it's that that? is a type of censorship because essentially Mm. what you're doing is you're enforcing punishment and consequence um in hope that people won't won't um like will stop speaking out right so that is that is kind of like it is a type of censorship actually um and also i think like on a on a like related but kind of separate note it's a little bit scary like how much money like is is this kind of like comment on how power literally derives from money do you know what i mean like mm. elon musk is i mean oh god at, at the very at the very least a very controversial figure right he's he's come forward and he has actually said quite like he there's been a lot of controversy surrounding that man um and it's not as though he's kind of like a, 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 an elected official or like a politician or someone who mm. has like codes of conduct to abide by um he's literally just a man with mm. money you know he's a businessman with money um and something like and to be fair it might even if you dig deeper a little bit deeper it's kind of like a comment on social media like these things really govern our lives in the same way that politics would i really believe that right you cannot in, in fact like i mean did you watch that documentary i forgot what it was called on netflix the one this documentary about like, how basically Facebook and Instagram were used to like sway the 2016 um, US election I've heard of it but I haven't watched I cannot it. remember you should watch it it's, it's really messed up really really messed up so like mm. I mean there's no denying the power of social media now you put someone like Elon Musk who is already controversial who doesn't have to abide by any kind of co- code of conduct doesn't have to take any oath you know <clears throat> um, and and all it is is that he's got money he can afford it and now all of a sudden he's in control of something that has real social political impact mm. yeah and it, this is why there are certain people that are like celebrating and i'm just like i don't think this is something to necessarily be like anyone celebrated. like i don't know it's, and, and it kind of does talk a little bit on like the regulations of social media right like mm. what qualifies someone to to be in control to like be in charge because like what qualifies elon musk from me the fact that he has money Mm. well this is the thing as well which i suppose is good at least that it's been vocal is that the um, people that sort of control social media and regulate it have voice to elon musk saying look like you are gonna have to follow this stuff you can't just say oh free speech let everyone just start just, doing yeah. whatever and i think it's like i think mean, we talked a bit before about like why free speech doesn't it doesn't mean you can say whatever you want right free speech is not the same as being able to say whatever yeah as hate speech right if you are saying stuff that is inciting hate or is inciting Mm -hmm. violence um, towards a particular individual or um, group of people then that's obviously wrong because it is affecting their physical or mental well-being right yeah Um, i'll be i'll be completely completely transparent with you guys right now whenever a white man speaks about or even a white person but particularly white men speak about free speech i get shook because we know what they mean like historically 
you know just through lived experiences like more time we know what they mean when they say free speech and it is controversy it is like it's incitement of some kind of like bigotry Mm. right so and it's so common i think because it's becoming a lot more common for people to be called out when they do stuff that's actually morally wrong and so obviously wrong mm-hmm. um people are it's just a scapegoat it's becoming, to be horrible yeah, to be a bigot and like, it's becoming a lot more common for these white men in positions of power yeah. to um cry about oh no this is Snowflake. this free speech so yeah. i think one example is obviously everything that happened with piers morgan when he oh, um left he horrid. chose to leave um what was it good morning britain um over comments that he made and he constantly goes on about oh no one can say anything anymore like this that, to the leave. Other. they probably asked him to didn't it? well but this is the thing like so he, I'm, I'm saying he chose to leave instead of actually um they, they did repercussion yeah yeah um and then also it, it's actually so common literally i was driving here today and on the side of a bus was an advert for LBC Radio and Andrew Marr, who used to do his show on BBC. Right. And it's him. And the slogan is, Andrew has got his voice back. I've heard this, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is just like, well, I just keep on seeing that. I'm just like, well, what does what does that mean? Like, yeah. what is it that you he's know exactly, not being able you know, it's, to it's say? Co- it's coded language. It's basically like, it's it's like white men in particular feel like they are entitled to bigotry, and they believe that it's not bigotry because um, it's free speech, mm. right? Like they think that from their own kind of point of view that they can apply their own world logic. But in your own world logic, things like racism and various other types of oppression don't exist because you yourself don't face it. Yeah. Right. So. And, th- and that's how they see the world and that's how they expect everyone else in the world to see the world and it's just not and and when they can't say certain things and they don't realize that they can't say certain things because of the existence of certain systems of oppression yeah they think it's a genuine attack on like their free speech you know it's just a very 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 misguided sense of indignation yeah and it makes you think as well uh, why are they so pressed to actually because it's oppression they're dying to be oppressed it's literally oppression olympics like they're so like privileged not being able to be hateful is like their version of like discrimination you know Mm. but big sigh yeah it's entitlement as well you know have you got any predictions for where you see this um elon musk twitter going do you think that do you i think there is a possibility that it he will just he will have just done it for power's sake and like probably nothing I mean, definitely, changes yeah, definitely. but then on the other hand there is obviously the possibility of him maybe privatizing twitter more um changing the way it is but this is the thing as well like i think he's made reference towards donald trump because donald trump has currently got a life ban from twitter right <laughs> the can read the, the fight he was doing it for ages he was he was actually tweeting so much um hateful bigoted ridiculous, stuff ridiculous the, th- the straw that broke the camel's back though was obviously the tweet that incited the um capital riots at the beginning of 2021 um that was that was why he's got this ban right um, he's come out and said that oh like um, even if Elon Musk does like um, 
do allow people to come back he's i don't think he wants to come back to twitter but the fact that he's <laughs> the fact that he's in a position the so fact he that he, yeah, elon, Mu- yeah, elon musk's um, <clears throat> position of power has equated to donald trump feeling that he's able to say yeah well i don't really want to come back to twitter as if he has a choice that yeah. is therefore um all these people at home who are um wanting to actually put hateful stuff online mm-hmm. are going to see that Feeling as a sign of, and yeah exactly absolutely. it's a question of trust right because at the end of the day of course someone needs to lead the platform someone needs to kind of be in charge and all of these things is elon musk the right person for it given his track record mm. i personally i mean in my opinion absolutely not like yeah it is weird as well because you think about um elon musk jeff bezos they are um these rich people the richest people in the world Mm -hmm. that we know about which i think is kind of weird because on the other hand you've got all these um when i think of like the the one percent or whatever it is mm-hmm. i think of like these old white men in suits right that are actually yeah. complete in, in the grand scheme of things are completely irrelevant like i don't know their names sort or of thing yeah but then you have people like jeff bezos um elon musk that are very much like celebrities in yeah. the sense that like and the thing that they're famous for is obviously they own their businesses but they're, rich, they're, they're, they're essentially people. famous for being rich yeah, yeah. it's yeah Ugh. i don't know I hope there's I just hope that there's enough regulations already on place whether it's enshrined in law or whatever I don't know um that don't allow him to kind of uh, be too harmful with it you know That's all yeah. I hope I love to gonna... please don't destroy it Yeah sorry like even even like instagram and stuff like half of it is just them screenshots of tweets isn't it It literally (laughs) literally twitter is like the elite that twitter is like the trailblazing app like everything any cultural reference is on comes on twitter it's mad though because i remember like 10 years ago when i think that that was when i first actually got twitter which had been been around for like 11 years that's not and it's like i remember when i first went on it every not just me but everyone was kind of like what what is this i don't understand (laughs) yeah because Facebook obviously was like the go-to platform at that time, but oh, I love Twitter, man. Yeah. Ruposhi Dohai Toma 2.0 on Pi Radio, Manchester's number one youth-led radio station. This is Manga Masala, the South Asian show. My name's Gerns. I'm joined here by Halima. I'm trying to like wiggle back <laughs> on my chair again. You're right. Yep, I'm I'm done. Did you recognise that um, sample? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the song, but I recognise yeah. like. Um, you know it's really funny like me and my sister we always say like when we were younger and uh like when we used to live in um long our not you know what it wasn't even when we used to live in long when we used to drive around with our dad and our uncles because we don't do it anymore but when we were younger and we used to drive around with our dad and our uncles they used to play like obviously they only listen to like bangla music and they used to play <clears throat> like bangla like blast bangla music out of their cars like sometimes with their like windows like my dad had this one convertible and he would literally put the roof down and like blast bangla music and when we were younger we'd be so embarrassed we're like oh my god like play some cool music or whatever now the now me my own car i'll be windows down blasting the same exact like bangla folk music mm. it's just a circle of life it's funny how things work isn't it but i also love like i love this new generational trend of like like the new gen bengali artists like remixing 
um, like old, like you know, class Bengali, like classic evergreen songs. You know, like Anik Khan, he's like a really good. Um, he did one called like Chotardola, which is really, really I loved it. Um, and Nish in this, like from the UK as well, he's done like one of my favorite Bangla songs of all time. But I do love it. It's very like evocative, very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like just because I obviously I heard that track and I it was I knew it was like um Bengali and like yeah. the um was the people who were like the artists on it as well so i was yeah, like i wonder yeah, if yeah. alina's gonna like yeah. yeah no i do i do like it i like the trend i love it nice so <clears throat> going back i hate having to go to like we always talk about such depressing stuff we're gonna end today with maybe a bit more fun stuff after the next segment but um yeah <laughs> just bear just bear just hold on yeah bear yeah. with but, us for one the, more depressing but, segment but this stuff is interesting at the same time right so i'm not gonna because i'm aware this is an ongoing investigation so i'm not going to comment on this specific right um investigation and what's going on in terms of that and the allegations surrounding it but um it's obviously been in the news this past week about um certain um people um facing allegations of sexual harassment sexual assault um who are in positions of power within the music and entertainment industry and um, i think this particular individual has been around for i'd say like 30 oh, we're not years. allowed to say you like we could talk this about the, the new thing- story we could talk about the new story but not the, the thing case. is so, the new story yeah because so, it's a new story it's, it's, it's breaking news it's everywhere yeah sure so we just can't talk about the whether case. we think they're guilty yeah we won't not. talk about right, the case so, but there's a new story right now yeah. that tim westwood yeah. um has basically numerous counts of like of like allegations of um uh like sexual abuse and harassment basically against him so yeah. that is that's public information that's that's, that's yeah on the and there news. was there was a literal documentary on tuesday night that went out so it's, right. it's been coming for a long time this um this um documentary because right. i think they've been working on that in particular for mm-hmm. the past year so that yeah. um it was the bbc and the guardian so they could come together and actually deliver it right however um i just i don't know about you but i've been seeing stuff again again this isn't i've been us seeing yeah, stuff i've been seeing stuff and i've as, been having these yeah, convos with this my is, friends this isn't us saying as to whether or not he's guilty however yeah. the conversations have been going on constantly on social everything media everything we say is in re- in relation and response to the news story yeah about the case there we go now we can yeah. talk about it so yeah, yeah with regards to the news story yeah i've been seeing things like on social media for a very 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 long time like i've been so me me personally like outside of this new story and outside of the case and everything like that personally i don't i i i get very creepy vibes from tim westwood and i have been like i think he just yeah he i don't know i feel like sometimes as a woman you kind of get certain like types of like women's intuitions and i've always got a creepy vibe from him i think that again separate from the new story and the case um even just watching his his like certain interviews and whatever there are plenty of times where he's been inappropriate with women right mm. just just even on a conversational level um and and he does it particularly because he is in like the the kind of like hip-hop grime music scene particularly it is um with and against black women yeah um 
from everything kind of like talking about like weave and like and and asking them personal questions about like their hair and like which is just kind of like a microaggression but then to even like asking sexual questions making sexual comments making sexual jokes in situations where the female guest is quite clearly um uncomfortable right so that is kind of again a response to his interviews yeah um outside of any beyond anything else yeah <clears throat> the thing is as well like it, it's just such an obviously it's this isn't to take anything away from like the violent nature of these allegations and the um, traumatic nature of them but it's also just annoying i find it so frustrating because it's someone who is a white individual from middle class background who has created um, a name for themselves within the black um, black culture and black music and has been um, reveled for him being um, right. someone who's kind of brought it to the forefront and right. being sort of a mediator yep. and I feel like that's maybe why people have like been Turned reluctant yeah. yeah but and it's annoying why do why do um, um, black people or people of color in general also need people to need white mediators to be where they Absolutely. are so so much that they are ready to turn a blind eye when they're doing stuff that's very obviously wrong against their own people as well yeah like, yeah it is it is like it is just expo- exploitation of power right so once again even if we're speaking just on what what is already out there and what we have already seen in terms of like certain interviews interviewing tactics and 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 certain boundaries that he he seems to cross during interviews even things like that are like just why wildly um as we've said inappropriate and you could see very very clearly then the kind of dynamic Mm. the power dynamic right and and in tim westwood's case like is the case with many people like in similar positions to him there is a very um blatant exploitation of power he has kind of wormed his way into a culture which is not really his um and because he's acted as you said in the sense of a mediator where he's kind of given the the white authorization on a black art form as in like yeah we can now send this out to the masses i a white person i have authorized this you know um because he's 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 then made a career out of doing that and had forged some kind of authority doing that um, he exercised you can see how cl- how clearly he exercises that authority when he has like black female guests on the show mm. um, <clears throat> because they're not going to sit there and say like oh my god you're being completely inappropriate they just kind of very awkwardly laugh it yeah, off yeah because they're aware they don't want to rub them up the wrong way yeah and it's then. almost like his MO as well like it's not just one or two interviews I've seen it's almost like every interview that I see with him with a black woman is, is like mm. so, some, some degree of inappropriateness yeah and like we said this is been the conversations that have been going on for such a long time and um, mm. it does make you wonder why why not? i mean i'll tell you why it's the exact same thing with like the r kelly case right like people kind of knew behind the scenes for a really long time like he's and i'm saying this now as r kelly has been convicted um <clears throat> but people kind of had heard and knew behind the scenes for a long time like oh my god he's got a lot of abuse allegations against him and like oh do you know this person has come forward and blah 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 and 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 nothing was done for a very very long time because most of his victims were black women you know and it is that kind of that that added layer of like misogynoir where um black women are not they don't they are not given the appropriate like victimhood um they're not their their lives are not as valuable and 
mm. all of these things they're just not as cared for um, and it's a similar thing with Tim Westwood like I, I don't think anyone who actually knows Tim Westwood who watches his show or has seen an interview or seen multiple interviews uh, will be completely surprised by this new story I don't think anyone would I think I think people if you have half a brain cell might be able to see where the story is coming from mm. I, but then also a lot of people haven't done or said anything because once again like the victims are black women you know and most yeah. of the victims are black women so yeah I think as well it's I've been personally shocked like obviously it's um it again not commenting on the allegations but mm -hmm. obviously it's always a positive thing if people are held to account for their actions okay. if they are indeed guilty of them right however um I'm not going to name any names here, but certain people or organisations that have been responsible for hosting Tim Westwood yeah. and are, to this day, um, to, to the present moment, were hosting him. I've been actually, like, shocked at how badly they have handled it. Like, again, I mean, I'm not going to name any names, So, so but the people who currently... Um, who up until this point hosted Tim Westwood. So if, if people don't know, he's actually stepped down from his regular um, radio show, right? And he, he, he chose, he's made the decision to step down. Right. That was announced, like, I think a day after the allegations were made oh, publicly. Yeah. Um, this organisation, which he stepped down from, have they just went silent on social media for two days and then just came back. Like nothing had happened, no statement, no anything. He, he no, no, no. They did. They just came back on socials, like as if nothing. Wait, who, who's they? Um, the organization that he stepped down from. So he stepped down okay. from. He stepped down yeah. from a radio station. Wait, first sure of all, can yeah. we not see it because it's literally his job? I just don't want to okay. get in trouble for like so, talking about um, other radio stations, okay. right? But okay. basically, he's he stepped down from this radio station. Um. Also, he made a decision to step down, just like we talked about peers before. It wasn't that he was suspended yeah, or anything. Um, the organization just went off socials for two days, um, just not commenting on it, and then just came back as if nothing had happened, okay. haven't made any statement. Even if you weren't going to make a statement saying, um, we're we condemn we, we're, him, yeah, you can say there's an ongoing investigation, we're doing our due diligence. Yeah, and we, we stand with those who yeah. are, are victims right. of blah, blah, right. blah. Nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, that is shambolic. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just genuinely, like, shocked that... Like, do they? Are they not aware of how bad that are, looks? Of course, the, like, the, well, they are. They are aware, but they just don't. I don't, just don't think they care, right? Like for them, it's just not. Mm. The, these men are always protect, protect, protected. And um, it's it is such a shame as well. Again, because this particular organization I know is like very much like a um, place of comfort and um, security for black people. Like and it's right. just such a shame that it's like right. when it when push comes to shove. Right. Like, I mean it just goes to show, right? I mean and this kind of slyly is a question of I guess 
uh, what well, conversation I guess you can kind of go into about ownership right like you can have a certain demographic of people comprise an organization or a community but it actually really matters who leads and who owns the organization and the community because that is where the um what's the what's the word that's where the that's where the priority will go to yeah you know like it doesn't matter how many black people or even at large like people of color make up a certain you know thing if that thing is led by white people um, and they're just giving concessions to the people of colour, the white people will ultimately always be the priority and we've seen it here, right? It doesn't mm. matter that it's it, this this organisation is, you know, specifically for like black culture, black music and black people. Um, the people that profit and benefit and like run it are, are, are white. So, yeah. majority of them. So, you know, like, you know what I was thinking actually? So, this Tim Westwood news, I didn't actually know, like I just caught... I just saw something, maybe like a news notification or something, mm. where, and, and I think I just I just saw it on my phone, literally, and like my eyes just glanced over the news notification, and I think from literally even seeing his name or like having read like three words, and like it was so I don't even remember reading it to the point where like I don't know what was said, mm. but I knew all, I knew immediately. Yeah. Um, I knew immediately as soon as I, I saw like allegations Tim Westwood, I knew immediately what the story would be, because of things that I'd heard and seen already um, and I think that in itself kind of says something for me personally anyway yeah do you think that it's less likely that stuff like this will happen um, if these allegations are true um, do you reckon that it's um, less likely that stuff like this will happen moving forward because we now live in a um, society where people are called out for their misdemeanors a lot more absolutely not no as a woman absolutely not no because even if you think if if you're like this is kind of like if anything happens and he does get convicted of it like speculatively if he does get convicted of anything and any justice is to be had if then it would have been very very um hard one it would have been very hard for it would have been hard one like i said i've been seeing for years for as long as probably i've known who tim westwood is I've, I've been kind of seeing these things associated with him um and it's not as though this is like a breakthrough case it's not like there's there are almost like every other week there's a new case of some kind of like gendered violence sexual violence you know mm-hmm. um and and each one as as impactful and 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 like as impactful and significant as it might feel um none of them have been turning points none of them mm. have been watersheds really you know because mm. the violence just continues the harassment continues yeah so unfortunately no. I don't I would love for it to be like oh my god like let's open our eyes but no even some, even like the R. Kelly case which was like the, kind of like I'm comparing it as like another person yeah. highly influential person in like the music industry with a string of kind of victims allegedly with to must what anyway but um even something like that which really if you kind of i personally haven't read the details or anything like that but i know people who have like have spoken about how it's like shaking them to their core even something like that people are still listening to r kelly do you know um so yeah i don't know man to to me nothing i just don't see any any woman's life as being valuable enough to be really a turning point yeah I don't know. I suppose I was just thinking sort of as I think over the past 10 years, mm. it just seems to have been more 
to, to different mm-hmm. levels but people actually being held to account for yeah. their horrific misdemeanors mm. like i think like just thinking back i think the first case that comes to mind really is like jimmy savile like i know and i'll yeah. know it's happened after he is after he died and can i just say like as someone who is like obviously like um, i'm a young adult like how did people not clock like or did, did they must like how like when you like, so this is the thing right this is the thing when you're talking about like oh do you think it will make a difference in terms of people coming out and speaking and and trying to get justice maybe it might embolden people but what would it matter right because because people at the time i'm sure they did know about jimmy savile what did it matter people were aware of r kelly's whatever he was doing what did it matter there have been accusations and allegations about tim westwood what did it matter right so it's kind of like it's it's like there's two parts of the story like the first half is the the victims coming forward and and, and letting people know what's happened and then the second part and arguably the more important part is them being believed mm. right um or or, or something or not even them being believed but people caring enough to do something about it so I mean, as much as, yeah, I would uh, absolutely encourage people to always speak out and I would love for there to be a culture of accountability. Um, <clears throat> it is, like I said, a two-part story, so. Yeah. Sigh. 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 Carlos said, sigh. <laughs> uh, going to play a bit of music now, hopefully. To lift the mood Yeah, you know, if it's anyone with to rap a bit, lift the mood. <laughs> <laughs> if I start, I won't stop. Coming towards the last half hour of the show thought we'd talk about something that has again been in the news um which is we were saying it's interesting because because you're so off social media you don't know about um much in the news but yeah. what we're about to talk about i don't think it came as much of a surprise did you did it no it didn't i was just kind of like it's just like a bit ridiculous do you know what i mean yeah. it's kind of like you hear it and it's like oh here we go again like one of those on, how it's many not, times can we yeah, go again like, it's not like yeah. it's not unbelievable i'm not shocked it's just like oh my yeah. god cba so the topic that we are talking about is um mr nick parish who okay. is a conservative mp he has been suspended from the um, conservative parliamentary party pending the outcome of an investigation by Parli- parliament's standards commissioner catherine stone this is after he was allegedly caught watching pornography in the house of commons just another, <laughs> just another day. <laughs> on company time. Come on, like you can do what you want in your own time. But how was he caught? I I don't know. You know, I don't know. Wait. So what did you say that the the repercussion was? Um, he's been suspended from the Conservative Parliamentary Party. I think people are expecting him to perhaps resign. However, that's not been confirmed yet. Um, but it would be something wouldn't it if he resigned I mean this is obviously it's wrong and it's ridiculous but it would be something if he resigns over this and other MPs or members of the Conservative Party were able to continue to hold their positions for things that are Uh um, arguably worse Um, and the best thing is I don't know whether this is because it's an investigation and he's not able to say anything but um, I read um, an MP under investigation for allegedly watching pornography in the House of Commons has claimed he may have opened it on his phone by mistake but how damn <laughs> bad do you have to be to get up porn during the work hour like- I mean obviously 
And in regards to it being mistake, we all know like if you go on like websites, sometimes you'll click on something and like some some like hot singles in your area will like maybe it might come be some up, kind like, of ad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, that oh. that won't be explicit. Like yeah, and I think I think and also I think that would be very and, and obvious. It would be easy to prove. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Like they wouldn't if it was just an ad that acts a pop up that yeah. like, he he just on a, some dodgy website that yeah. like, he purposely didn't go on. No one no one is persecuting him for that. Yeah. Like, it, it, ha- it, ha- it would have had to have been like S- substantial deliberate yeah a deliberate mm. kind of like a, this is what he was do- doing in the office during the work hour mm. it's just <sighs> honestly for me I just think how bad down bad did you have to be like is it like dry season really that well, dry I feel bad because he, he is like um, I don't feel that bad but he's um, a granddad he's married he's got children he's got grandchildren it's a bit embar- it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> oh, Are you not embarrassed? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, like, no, like, no, no. I don't feel bad for him. Like, like, do, yeah, yeah. do like, is it, do it in the private. Like, no one's telling you you can't like, you know, Enjoy. pleasure yourself and whatever. But like, why, why, like, are you are you that like desperate to do it? Like, can you not just do it in the privacy of your own home? Yeah. There's a time and a place. Like, I'm and really confused. It. I don't think like you'd have to be like surely you'd have to be like a sex addict to not be able to like wait a few hours yeah. until you're home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it uh, must be compulsive if you're like rubbing one out at work. I just hope that it was um, not any um, same-sex porn, seeing as he actually voted against introducing same-sex marriage back in um, oh, twenty. Yeah. yeah, so I'm kind of like, well, if it was is. that, well, I mean, I, we don't know what kind of pornography it was, but I'm just saying, if it was, then like, would bit hypocritical. Would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? Mm. I mean, I don't think they'll tell us what. <laughs> we we demand to know. <laughs> tell the people what they want to know, <laughs> like. You've made us sit through having to hear about yeah. this. Like he's done if it. I want, the if least. I have to hear it, I want to hear it all. I want the juicy bits. What no, no, it? no, don't want the juice. What was it? You know, what, what's it? What is he no, into? No. Oh, oh, it's dear. diabolical. It's just diabolical, isn't it? Shocked, disgusted, saddened, but not but surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> not surprised. Disgusted, but not surprised. Oh, I wonder how many. What is going on in the Houses of Parliament? Literally, this is the thing as someone's well. Someone's right? watching porn. Someone's doing up, you know, with yeah. their mistress. People are um, making comments about Angela Rayner and her crossing and uncrossing her legs and saying that she's doing this as a distracting technique. Like. Yeah, we, we don't was it the House of Parliament about Matt Hancock was getting it on with his sex retreat now misses it was at work at least so like British politics is and it's, how much do we pay them yeah literally yeah. save it for the bedroom I think I mean? literally save it for the bedroom I think it just goes to say that in in our opinion we need a bit of a rejig like how do like the people who yeah are, do you know yeah. what yeah like when you actually deep it it's actually really unprofessional like yeah. that is nuts like that is crazy you will like in any job yeah. you will there's you will never ever it's not even a, a consideration that you might be able to go yeah. into any job and and yeah we um this is the thing as well like these people are meant to represent the their constituency's interests. They're yeah. meant to be like some of the most respected like British people. Values and yeah, like 
it's just here and we this are. is what human are doing there's there's literally people starving don't have heating mm. you should be helping them and instead you're focusing on self-pleasure mm. i think we've just become a bit numb to it to be yeah, honest I, it's, yeah. it's sad but like i think after covid i genuinely think that because i look back on everything that's happening and i'm just sort of like sometimes i think like is it covid or is it just like <clears throat> we've now lived long enough to just know that this is what politics is like would this have happened inevitably at age 25 regardless of covid yeah i do think that sometimes but then also i, d I don't know i don't know well maybe it's because we have social media and we're able to like actually like i feel like when you're young and you start first like engaging in politics and like any kind of scandal is like you have so much indignation towards it because you're like oh my god this is so wrong and yeah. then the more you and the longer you're you're engaged the, the, the more you just realize that like, this is actually what happens like i don't think it's anything new mm. i don't think the, the tory party have gotten particularly more scandalous well it's funny you should say that there should be like a scandal index you know <laughs> like we should be able to have like a scandal index to see like if a certain year or a certain period has been more scandalous than others so following this um i believe it's following what happened with angela rayner um which basically i think basically uh, an editor at the daily mail uh -huh. um did a full article basically alleging that um she um uses techniques as like crossing and uncrossing her legs to distract um well someone actually well this is the thing this meme already existed beforehand which is when you've literally gone off like a meme to I saw, like I thought this is prime German journalism yep um and alle i think allegedly they had got that from um a member of the conservative party had like kind of given them the heads up on that sort of thing what like oh she discussed it with me and it's actually something that she does i don't even know but how I, deprived I, I, are you I, guys I know that, that they were involved in this somehow. crossing and uncrossing her leg is that like titillating for you and then obviously everything that's been happening with this um, and the pornography allegations right. um the story party has been um labeled i can't remember who by but by institutionally sexist Oh my god. Oh my, oh my. <laughs> what? So I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Pretend, you know that means pretends to be shocked. Um the government's safeguarding minister, Rachel McLean, has denied that the Conservative Party is institutionally sexist, saying, I think there's clearly a problem in the House of Commons and I think it extends to all parties actually. I mean on the one I mean, yeah. <laughs> on the one hand I'm like, well yeah, but on the other hand I'm like uh, ideologically um in terms of like policy making voting records voting patterns mm. i mean they might just pip it a little bit you know yeah but i'm just not surprised <sighs> it would have been um when did they come into power uh what you mean like full when were they tories 2010 so that's that was it, a coalition years. with lived down 12 years we're approaching 12 years under tory britain Oh Wait, and that's um, basically half half of oh our lifetime. Oh my god! Isn't it? Yeah. Much, yeah, we were approaching twelve years, and when the general election comes in two years' time, twenty twenty four, it will have been fourteen years, and I don't know if things will change. Oh my god! Lucia and before that, we have done the Tony Blair, which oh is yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the Tory, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not even yeah. gonna say anything. I am not gonna say anything. If I speak, I'm in trouble. Uh, but is that? 
insane that's insane that's actually crazy like and i can't oh my god that is so bleak carlos <laughs> that is so bleak because when 2020 comes who are you voting for like what's gonna be different what's gonna change it's not even like we've got a candidate that we can believe in that will like motivate us to get to the end of, end of, end of this term and then motivate like a an actual engaged election campaign should we start our own party and you know what I would yeah I would but um, I, I think I would get cancelled very quickly mm, I think it's what the people need you know what <laughs> we're a good team because me on my own I'll get cancelled quickly but you walking behind me like allegedly <laughs> in her opinion you would save my skin so yeah. I think that I think we'd make a good team and what role would him Simran have she could do the um, post and pre um, um, addressing playlist ah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah election campaign yeah, yeah, yeah. election like advertising and marketing yeah. Simran that's it yeah there we go cool coming to you 2024 the mango masala um party well people do make like the oh you know remember like the london mayoral elections mm. like um, yeah the last nico year. the youtuber right so i yeah. i like so I, I actually like nico like as a youtuber i i like watched started watching his videos like a really really long time ago um and when i was first watching it i remember thinking like what he's doing is really dangerous because he's going to split Sadiq Khan's vote. Um, and then he did like a couple of videos like on it and he had like a manifesto and there was one time when my little sister was like reading out his manifesto and I was like, there is genuine like ideological integrity to his manifesto like the man is a raging socialist like every single <laughs> he just doesn't know it <laughs> it's just no but i think no but i think he does i think a mm. lot of people weren't giving him the, that credit like don't get me wrong it was still dangerous like <laughs> shouldn't have potentially have split said it can't vote yeah. but actually there was ideological integrity his to him to his manifesto and, mm. and and he was every single policy was a socialist policy and he and, and, and i think kind of like Maybe we just didn't realize it. Maybe at some point we will realize it. But I think what he did was actually really clever. Like, I think he was really commenting on like the scope of like British politics, how literally anyone can deem themselves to be qualified by hmm. a degree of popularity. Yeah. Right? Like, it's li a degree of popularity. I mean, not, not even British politics, just politics. And politics in general. in general, yeah, absolutely. But also, kind of like how. Um, how how like the ideology behind like seemingly silly policies you know um so yeah why can't we if nico can do it why can't we yeah you know simmering get doing the paperwork yeah yeah you know you're used to it your masters and that 2024 we're coming to you guys <laughs> new britain what's our national anthem gonna be an AP Dylan song. <laughs> <laughs> a Monday bag. Yeah, that's it. That song has crack cocaine in it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, that's our that's our campaign song. Oh dear. Yeah, apologies to anyone who heard that comment. Apologize for using that word. Apologize. Why is it? Am I, is it not allowed? I don't think we're meant to mention it out of context. Oh, but, it yeah. was a it was a meme meme <laughs> comment. Sorry, guys. <sighs> but, Sorry, guys. Yeah, got a bit of time left now. Um, what's your evening plans, Halima? What have you got? 
up. It's my friend's birthday, and you know how you were shouting at me before for being late. Mm. Guess what? I was late to get a present, and I'm not going to a birthday meal without a present. Like, what, that, is, why is why, that's, that's not my problem? But no, but I'm telling you like that is just who I am. Like mm. that's actually just who I am. Like I'm just delayed with everything, procrastinate absolutely everything. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to eat. I was just telling Carlos like. What you guys don't, what you guys don't hear is like in in the breaks, in our music breaks, um, almost all the time. What we're talking about is is um, food. It's like me saying, like, "Oh, what are you gonna eat? What should I eat?" Actually, oh, I sometimes they do hear it. Oh yeah, no, sometimes Carlos stuff. forgets to turn the mic off, and you guys hear it. Um, but you know when you're fasting, and and it's like the last few hours before you're about to open your fast. Oh my god, you want everything. Like you literally want everything. Right now, I'm thinking. I just I, I just I can't wait to eat and then you get in front of it and you, you load your plate up you start eating with your eyes you load your plate up you eat like a regular sized portion sometimes even less because your stomach shrinks during Ramadan and then you're done and I think God did that on purpose to make a comment on like the fleeting nature of like worldly pleasures I agree with you, but also I feel like you're being an English student right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. 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 All I know right now is I can't wait to eat. <clears throat> We're going to San Carlo. I can't wait. No, which the the normal one or no, like the, the one on um, like St Peter's Square. I can't because yeah. of the F Fumo. I think that one. Yeah, can't wait yeah. though. Can't wait. Nice. You like Italian food? I love it. I can't live without pasta. Mm. I literally can't live without pasta, guys. I love it. I, I love it. Would you say that it's your favourite white people meal? The thing about pasta, though, it's like I don't make it like how white people make it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, well, like, what I, about when you have to go out to eat it, though? Oh, was it my favourite? Maybe I don't know. Like, I love pizza as well. I, I just love Italian food. Italian food is like my favourite, like Western cuisine. Actually, probably the only Western cuisine that I actually I really like. What are your top five cuisines? Oh, we're going back to this. I mean, we think we had a general did discussion. We? Remember when we had Shweta and we talked about oh, food? Oh, yeah, we, we did. You, you just all the time. And it changed. Well, I still like roast dinners, okay? I don't know what... Me and Simran... Simran's got my back. Roast dinners, like, stop being mean about them. Boring. You can add spice to the gravy, you know? That's right. that one anyway, component of the Anyway, dish. right. So, um... You know what you're saying? I think let's focus more on these like white Western cuisines, right? Because I agree with you on Italian food, but also Spanish food is nice as well, you know? Do you not like it? Like tapas? <clears throat> I can't really eat it because I don't eat seafood and I don't mm. eat pork. Very true. So like, what is there left? Like eh, potatoes. Potatoes, brothers. <laughs> yeah, literally, that the, that's the only thing left. And like, don't get me wrong, I love potatoes, but like, uh, I'm yeah. not going to pick a favourite cuisine based on one potato dish. German food oh, is... Oh, what is German food? Like bratwurst. Wait, yeah, you can't eat that either. No, so. <laughs> what else is German food? Strudel. <laughs> I don't even know, I just wanted strudel. to say something that sounded it's German. It's strudel, it's strudel. Apple, like apple strudel. No, don't like it. Mm. Go on, tell me well, something else. Um, French, absolutely not. French, no French food, no. Fre I and I don't uh, know how no, it's like no, the, no. the pinnacle of like fine dining. How? No, I um, did not like. No, I did, I was ignorant to what French food actually is, but I actually like um, what's it called, the Coke Brasserie. It's a night. I like that restaurant. What a lot. kind of food is it? 
<laughs> French onion soup. It's just kind meats, of beef bourguignon. <laughs> I like to buy a hamburger. <laughs> you know, like um, what else? Um, um, no, but it's it's, it's, it's frog legs, if snail. I'm be, if I'm be, snail. Have you tried snails? Can, can, can you eat snails? I'm a Muslim. No, probably not. How do you make a snail halal? Well, you have to drain its blood in a certain way. I don't think so. Do snails have blood? I don't mm. think so either. They're mollusks, aren't they? I mean, I'm making that up. I'm pretty sure mm. snails are mollusks. Anyways, as far as I'm aware, and it doesn't matter if I can or can't eat it because I'm not going to anyway. I've never needed to look that up. I'm not eating snails. I've, what is French cuisine? No, but there's a, it's like, I don't know how to describe it without sounding ignorant, but like, it's kind of just like European food. Like, like if I go, you can get like a chicken something. I don't. I can't describe it, what but it, it, it tastes dishes? nice. Like if I go there, I will get like a nice menu. steak and chips or something, or you can get like chicken with like a white mushroom sauce or a thing. Like, or you can get like right. It's very like typical, just European food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay still not still it's not outstanding like it's just very t- t- typical like yeah what else is there um are there any other western cuisine <sighs> i to feel fair, like do you know what i think i'd like like french desserts like pastries and all those kind of things i, I do really like yeah mm. uh, i mean that is <laughs> one thing that hasn't changed to me it's that south asian desserts and me still don't click. oh let's Sorry. not talk about it. You're, gonna, you're gonna make me upset you're gonna make me upset moving on moving on uh, um what is what your is um, s- s- i don't know but See? what m- moving on to pizza because oh, you said that's pizza. your favorite so what is your like ideal pizza like on top of your pizza well there's two types of pizzas there's like the italian pizza and then there's like the asian pizza <laughs> oh actually no there's like the americanized pizza which is like domino's pizza huts like those chains and then there's like the italian pizzas that you get in like the stone-baked italian restaurants and then you get like the asian pizzas you know with like chicken tikka tandoori like kima <laughs> and you know what i love all types Mm. I love all types well, of pizzas. What's your ideal, like, if you can have any pizza? Depends what mood I'm in. Like, sometimes if I if I eat at the Italian one, I only ever get a margarita. Like, I might get one tonight. I only ever get margarita because I can't eat anything else. Um, and then even if I eat like from like the Americanized branches, like, um, brands like Domino's, Pizza Hut, again vegetarian one. But then if I eat from like the Asian takeaway ones make I, usually what I, I like is like um i like tandoori or like chicken tikka and i like you know godfather wait the um ones you put in the oven no godfather the pizza shop is right near you it's on kingsway you've never godfather. eaten godfather where is it it's near you know kansas and um it's like it's further down kingsway down the a34 what, like burnage around burnage area like just before you get to burnage oh i think i've I, oh god it's got black and it's yeah, like got that it's yeah. like a spy type yeah, yeah okay. well, I, godfather. I, I, haven't, I haven't been okay, there okay so godfather is like notorious for like people who live in like that area of manchester godfather is like go to godfather what are you doing tonight maybe i'll go godfather go to godfather <laughs> and get the hot and spicy it's buy one get one free get the hot and spicy it's it's kima like um lamb kima like lamb mints um with onions um jalapenos and like green chilies and it's 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 great 
Mm. Go today, get it. Go and get it. <laughs> the hot and spicy. Feeling it though. Oh, I'll, I'll call off. You know what I will say though, guys. Halima is proper hooked me. If if you haven't been already, go to Pepe's. In, yeah, we ate Pepe's over there. And yeah. I can't, Carlos had never had it before. And now he's like obsessed with it. it is yeah. It's great. Pepe's is great. Pepe's yeah. is great. But Godfather, I'm telling you right now. Okay. It's the Noted. best. It's the best. Right, I think we'll round things off there. I'm going to finish with a few tracks, but thank you for joining thank us today. Thank you, Carlos.